0: s.co and use my code divine healing by d to sign up and find sponsors that's podmetrics.co referral code divine healing by d good luck hey guys welcome back to divine healing by d Welcome to our Valentine's Day episode. I thought it'd be really fitting to have Dr. Nushin Nikfarjam from LA. She is a psychoneurologist. We had a great talk. We talked about how to date in COVID. Um basically kind of how maybe our parents have affected us in dating. I thought that was really interesting and she said stuff that a lot of us have been wanting to hear for a long time. She's given us a lot of validation for our feelings which was terrific. We talked about her new book How to Have a Successful Relationship and it was a really insightful talk. I was mind blown a few times. She's very wise. She is awesome and I hope you guys love this episode as much as I did recording it.
1: So here it is. Uh, I'm Nushin Nikfarjom, Um PhD, basically. I'm a psychoneurologist and integrative healer. Amazing. So how is it
0: different from psychiatry, psychology? How would you simplify what you do to people who don't know?
1: Basically, we are heart-centered doctors. And uh, we use ancient wisdom in conjunction with new technologies um, to promote health and vibration and healing for people. And uh, the main difference is we do not think that people are broken or diseased or fragile. And um, our premise... Everybody is whole and complete when they come to us it's just that yeah. they lack certain resources that um, they haven't had access to when they are with us uh, or prior basically because our job as psychoneurologists is to calibrate and find out what their issues or you know problems that they have their challenges are and find the resources, new learnings uh, that are needed and integrate that into their subconscious mind. So that's, a, that's a really the major difference that we have. And the other one is that um, we don't delve in the past to mm-hmm. keep asking questions and questions and uh, having the clients go back to their past where they didn't want to be at to begin with. Mm. And uh, we, our job is to know where they are at this time and find the resources for them to be happier and thrive in life. And if something happened in the past, mm-hmm. we're going to change it through techniques. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, if you want, I can later on give you an example of my personal um, change that uh, was life-changing basically that was the reason that I became a psychoneurologist in the first place when that I would
0: love to hear it oh (laughs) later on whenever you want
1: whenever you want
0: so what's the hardest part do you think
1: about being a psychoneurologist there is no hard part
0: I love that
1: (laughs) because uh, when somebody chooses me or I choose Mm -hmm. them you know we we, actually the first thing is that we both need to like each other that's very very important um in my sessions I'm gonna ask my client to do homework or to do Mm -hmm. meditation or to read a book or do whatever is needed so they need to know that if they're signing up with me for however session however you know whatever package there is Mm-hmm. I'm there I'm there with them at all times. Mm-hmm. They have access to me via, you know, email, text. And if uh there is something needed, I call them back, I'll talk to them. Um I'm at their service basically and we become close friends. Honestly, I mean my, I can say 99% of my uh, clients uh become my best friends because after we are done with the sessions, I still mm. check on them to make sure they're okay once in a while, you know. So it's love a that. contract for life, basically. The- <laughs> I love that. You're,
0: I feel like you really know that you're on this planet here to do this. I am. And this is your role. I yeah. love that. I wish more people could listen to that little voice in their head and just follow what they're here to do. Exactly. What
1: yeah true believer I that. of that actually i'm me believer. too i yeah. think
0: everything comes into place when you just follow who you are
1: yeah yeah there is always so, a reason
0: <laughs> absolutely do you incorporate other healing modalities in the practice because when you said that you don't go back into the past mm-hmm. i think for me personally a lot of when i do reiki is i do go back into the past mm-hmm. so for me it's a bit different but what else do you incorporate into the sessions from like other healers is there anything else that you adopt or you'd like to adopt into your sessions that you haven't yet
1: um uh, it's a complete package basically Mm -hmm. so i do give them um you know different breathing techniques uh tapping you know it's very integrative i do everything and then Mm. there is hypnosis because Mm. um We make changes in the unconscious mind. The reason that, uh, you know, the reason that the the changes are there for life is because uh, we change the neural pathways and the Mm -hmm. neural pathways get changed through techniques that we use um, plus on top of that uh, hypnosis. Right, and because, so powerful. Yeah, so I mean, there are a lot of things that we do and our techniques are fast. It's not like, um, you know, somebody has to see me for 10 sessions for just one phobia, right. for example. Because accidents or fear, I mean, traumas, uh, they happen in a second. And Absolutely. Yeah, so the the issue is that we sit there, we think about it. And we think about it and we think about it. So we make a little mountain out of a little hay, basically. Mm. That becomes a trauma. Yeah. My job is to go there and by asking different questions, by calibrating where what happened in the past, by I don't like to go into detail of their past if I don't yeah. have to. This is what it is, you know. Um, but... It helps if they know, for example, if there's a phobia that mm-hmm. has been created, if um, they know the origination, or they don't remember the origination, because the protocols that I use are going to be completely different. Even though nice. the you know the ultimate result is going to be their thriving and they're getting rid of that phobia, but it it needs to be known. Uh, if they know it, if they don't know it, and if they know something, like uh, if somebody was bitten by a dog, basically, for mm-hmm, example, right, I have to take them out of that situation because right. um, they can be an observer, like watching a movie of themselves. Right. Yes. Simply said, you I'm know. Familiar. So uh, that way, they are not in that situation feeling it to their bone get nauseous and cry and scream and then they can change we can change the neural pathway that way if they are in there experiencing everything again as a lot of pathologists believe they have to they cannot make the change it's like a Microsoft program. I mean, if you're on your computer, like a word program, you have to close that program in order to open up a new one. So we we need to uh, have them disassociated with uh, what happened to them 20 years ago, 50 years ago sometimes, and then change it and they have a better life right away. Everything changes.
0: That's great. Yeah, I had a very similar experience with what you're discussing when I was in a past life regression. Mm -hmm. One of my lives was very tragic, traumatic, and I started to cry. So he told me to float above it Mm -hmm. and actually watch myself. At first, when you hear that, you go, okay, that's just worse. Mm -hmm. But it actually let you disconnect and and say, you know what? This person doesn't look like me. Mm -hmm. I'm watching a movie it's not happening to me. I'm here. I'm somewhere else. It's a different time. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: that was probably like the first time I actually was able to just watch something from another, from like another side. So that helped me calm down and I stopped crying. I remember. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important to have someone to guide you because if you're in that and no one's there to guide you,
1: it's a so scary. It's, it's
0: not, it's very, very <laughs> scary. Yeah. Very no.
1: scary. But I have a question actually. Did sure. the, did you see yourself in black and white or color? You don't remember.
0: You know, what's interesting. I actually, this is probably very strange. I I went through many different lives mm-hmm. and I remember some with color, some without color.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. But like
0: I remember. Yeah.
1: This one, this is a specific one. That you were on top.
0: Uh. I had, I had a, this one was color because mm-hmm. I remember what I was wearing. I remember different color hair and people that I saw. So that one, that one was actually with color. Is there a difference or? I mean,
1: this is so cool, but uh, in our practice, <laughs> uh, we do go black and white and color. So that's why I'm saying, mm. depending on the protocol, depending on how the person sees themselves, where they see themselves, you know, mm-hmm. it's different. So, um, you know, uh, that was my question. But uh, it's it's interesting that you said out of body experience that you had. Yes, um, I had that when I was in my early twenties, and oh. that was a scary, man. Oh my god! <laughs> I but that's off. the age that yeah. we. That's yeah. the age
0: that we. I think become more spiritual, and I think my like late. I think like my last year of college like right when I was getting out I was really starting to connect to like what else I could do and Mm -hmm. I was traveling in dreams a lot and I would wake up so just exhausted and Mm -hmm. so hungry and I remember at the time I was working with my father and we had this uh lady who does his dmv paperwork and she's another healer mm-hmm. And she goes honey you should know you're traveling and she like helped actually stop it from happening so much like i really leaned on her for help because when i would talk about this with anybody else they would think i had like 20 heads mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i was gonna actually say that uh, honey you were traveling that's why you were hungry <laughs> yeah it's so funny oh my god but it is, I still yeah. do it a lot yeah. when i'm stressed
0: especially i travel a lot yeah a lot
1: so that's good i mean the Basically, you're a cheap date. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody has to pay. You can just travel. That's funny. I'm going to mention that to
0: my mom because (laughs) my mom always used to say to me, like growing up, I don't want you to be a cheap date.
1: I'm going to build your
0: alcohol, your alcohol tolerance. So, you know, you can always be hard to <laughs> manipulate <laughs>
1: that is so that's cute
0: funny isn't that cute yeah. she's like let's shoot whiskey let's shoot whiskey and now I can shoot whiskey but I travel a lot so that's fun uh, I was wondering yeah what do most people see you for like a, do you have like a common problem that a lot of people see you for like are you seeing a lot of people with
1: a common problem recently um a lot with relationships. Mm -hmm. and uh, traumas as well phobias traumas you know anxiety and uh, Mm -hmm. when when people come to me who are uh, having challenges in their relationships um, right I mean it goes back it covers everything basically they might have a trauma before that I have to work on because when they come as a couple I see them Mm -hmm. together and every other week I see them Uh, uh, you know individually so they can be comfortable to talk about their issues and then we you know we discuss it when we see each other together at you know the three of us basically so a lot of things happen and uh, you know we come to every relationship with a lot of baggage oh yeah so a lot of us don't Um, basically don't empty that suitcase before uh, getting into a relationship. And a lot of times we think that if I have this deficiency or if I have this lack, or even if I don't love myself, when this person loves me or pays me attention to me, I get fulfilled. And that doesn't work. As you know, I know that you work on self-love a lot, but I mean, the example I always give people is, um, If you don't know what you like, or if you don't know what you want, how do you expect somebody else know that? Exactly. That's beautiful.
0: That's great. I
1: like the hamburger. I like the hamburger one that I say. I always say, if you go to a restaurant, you order a juicy hamburger and they bring you Mm -hmm. a veggie burger. Right. I mean, what's going to happen? You don't know. I mean, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to satisfy you. You know exactly. You have to know exactly what you're lacking. And uh, Mm. it happens by paying attention to your needs, to your wants, to what's happening. You know, meditation helps a lot.
0: Absolutely. I agree.
1: Getting to know yourself and uh, really not expecting anything from anyone in the world uh, because, they they won't know what you lack. They know what they lack because they're not in their in your shoes. It's the same thing for you. You're not gonna know what your partner who needs deep down because you're not mm-hmm. in them. You know,
0: right? So very true. This is a great segue to talk about your book. Oh, so. okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially since this is airing. Uh, Valentine's Day weekend. Really? I thought it would be, yes, nice. I thought it would be perfect for that day. <laughs> Give me. people inspiration for perfect. love.
1: Thank you. So
0: the book, the so the main book that we're talking about is making a commitment for love. Yeah. What is the main message in this book?
1: Basically, it starts with self-love because mm-hmm. everything, all your issues, honestly, start from lack of self-love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... The first chapter is all about that. And um, I have 11 chapters or 11 pillars, basically. And they are everything that I usually say everybody knows about, uh, but they usually don't do any of them. Or, you know, if they had done at least a few of them, a lot of their challenges and issues would go away. So we start with self-love, you know. I talk about it and then I have a couple of um, uh, sort of um, tips on how they can do what, you know, start getting to know themselves and love themselves. Then we go to mutual understanding, respect, communication, gratitude, permission to be you in a lot of you know uh, that's that's so important Um, rituals of a happy life and relationship it uh, you know gathers up a lot of stuff in there forgiveness may very very important in anybody's life especially in their relationship compromise and not sacrifice trust a lot of issues with trust i mean um, it becomes to the point that people don't trust themselves anymore. Not their, com- you know, it's right. not just about the partner. It's not trusting yourself for who you are. And, uh, the last one is, this is your life, not your parents' life.
0: Oh, <laughs> you like to
1: end it with a bang. It's a- <laughs> I love that chapter because, um, A lot of my clients, and I I used to teach, I think I told you before, I used to teach uh, Five Love Mm -hmm. Languages by Gary Chapman. So a lot of uh, students, um, uh, you know, because they were, I was trying to get couples. Before the first years that I started, there were a lot of women. And then Mm -hmm. one day a couple showed up in the class, And it was completely a different, you know, chemistry. So after that, I said, please, I mean, this is a class for couples mostly or people who are in relationship, but I would rather have both of them in there. So a lot of people, I was looking at, you know, their issues, their challenges that they were asking questions coming up and uh, they were not really living their own life because... They would say, "My pa, my mom did this. My dad did that," and it's like, "Come on, you're basing your life on, on something that your parents did or did not do versus getting to know your partner right now." And be- I mean, do do your life basically live your own life. So that was huge, uh, and. Um, you, you've heard that a lot of people say that uh, you become your parents anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I mean, yeah. we have to watch out. Our parents, God bless them. They have great qualities and sometimes not that good because um, they, yeah. they raised us all up based on their knowledge. And uh, I teach... Yeah. Uh, I teach with Bianca Foundation once a week. I do volunteer work with a a couple of high schools in LA. And um, sometimes I say something that's nasty, basically, but it's true. I say, don't think that your parents, because they're older, they're smarter than you and they're more mature. Sometimes parents just stay where they are in their childhood. They never grow up and then, they're handed you know kids they give birth wow. to kids and they have to you know raise them and i mean issues come up because those people never grew up they never became really an adult they never had a, an opportunity to become an adult so make sure you know that you do not take anything that your parents tell you uh, personally a lot of times or anybody because mm-hmm. um Parents are people, parents have challenges, yes. parents might not have as much education as you do, especially at this time. Right. I mean, this uh, age of internet and, you know, all this, our kids are a lot smarter in some areas than we are as parents. So, you know, we have to be very careful. We have to really educate ourselves. It doesn't matter what, what age we are
0: well said i have a little bit of a controversial question okay i think a lot of people want to hear this do you think that our parents because especially in the persian jewish community there's a bit of a you know singles epidemic a lot of people are having difficulty finding their person do you think our parents are a good reason why that's maybe true
1: might be yes yes might be right I mean, I raised my kids very, I don't know, very different, very liberal. Very liberal.
0: I mean, for somebody in your field, that's not, I would expect that, especially with what you're telling me now. It's very refreshing to hear, like, a mother, somebody, like, somebody of, like, my parents and, like, the older generations telling me that because usually it's always just, no, you have to stick to the way we did it.
1: But guess what? 20, 25 years ago, things were a lot different. (laughs) I I will be very (laughs) nasty. I'm going to tell you one thing. Ask them when they say that. That you have to be Mm. this way, you have to be that way. Are you happy with who you are? And how your life turned out? I'm saying that because um, I love my mom. And I mean, I have an extremely Mm. close relationship with my mom. And the same thing with my daughter. It's just that my daughter is very completely nice. different. Uh, you know, she's very much on her own. She moved to Austin by, mm-hmm. you know, because she desired to go there. She is, uh, and then my mom calls and says, did you talk to her? Did you call her? Did you say, <laughs> you know, she has to find somebody to marry. She has to do this. She has to do that. And I say, mom, what are you talking about? She's 30 years old. She has a boyfriend. She knows what she wants to do. But my Mm -hmm. main question is, you were married at Mm. 13 or 14. She was married very early. Mm. right? Are you happy? Have you always been happy in your life? You didn't find love. I mean, she didn't fall in love. She had to get married because of the situation she was in. So, I mean, everybody has to understand. We cannot uh, judge people. We cannot tell people. Uh, what to do even if there are kids my main question honestly Mm -hmm. for my kids is I mean as a Persian Jewish woman I would I would desire for my son and sons and daughter to choose their mates Maybe from the, at least Jewish or Persian, you know, mostly Persian Jews mm-hmm. or Jewish, I mean, if, mm-hmm. if they want, because I think that um, when you have that background, understanding right. of those, tradi- you know, traditions and cultures, life might be a little bit easier. But it doesn't mean that 100%. Because if my uh, daughter's boyfriend is not Jewish, but he has Mm -hmm. more understanding than a Jewish guy who might be Persian, and if he can help my daughter happy, what do I want? You know, I have to think about this. Do I want her to suffer because Mm -hmm. I said he has to be Persian Jew? Or... Do Mm -hmm. I have to look at her and see that, oh, such and such makes her happy, even though he wasn't raised Jewish? Jewish. Who cares? You know, this is what's important in a relationship. You have to look at each other. You mirror each other, basically. You have to see if you are in that relationship, uh, that person that you see on the other side makes you happy. That person who is a reflection of you basically makes you happy or not. It can be black and white, yellow or green or blue or whatever, but are you happy? Because honestly, it all adds up at the end to be happy, to thrive in life. Doesn't matter what religion, what background, you know, who they are, what they do. And I mean that's a if uh, if your <laughs> your aunts, your mom or grandma or whoever comes to me, I will be very very important mm-hmm. and say these things to them. You know, wow.
0: Just re- I think it was maybe last week. My aunt was. Uh, complaining to be at my, about my cousin in Mm. Israel. Oh, she's a party boy. All he does is go out. He doesn't want to go get a wife. And I said very bluntly to her, I said, can you worry about your own sons please and not worry about somebody this far away?
1: (laughs) True. True. That's another thing because the, the, Oh, I always say when you put a finger out, the three of them is towards you when you, you know, the, you're you people don't notice that they have to go inside and see what's around them or in their family a lot of times they go out mm-hmm. because of that because they don't want to see what's going on in their family or you know with themselves oh
0: that's good so, that's good yes i agree yeah. with that 100 percent. it's like the people who like run away because they don't want to deal with the family oh, yeah. drama they carry it with them with in these relationships I once went out with this guy who said something very interesting he was very quirky Mm -hmm. though he said that we have an allotted amount of juice like battery with each Mm -hmm. person and the less that we exclusively date the better because we only have that much for each person before Mm -hmm. we meet the person we're supposed to end up with (laughs) interesting he was he was a character (laughs) whole other whole other drama (laughs) so what would you give like what kind of advice would you give for all the singles right now during covid saying hey i'm probably not going to get married for another three years i'm delayed this ruined my dating life
1: oh god
0: (laughs) right i know (laughs) it's uh, it's tough so i think this is a good question
1: um but what i always say people who are worried so much Mm -hmm. is it better that you are single and happy versus being in a relationship that you want to get out of that's what my mom said. because i mean if you force people (laughs) to get married i mean come on yeah i mean it doesn't mean that uh, I'm for the fact that you have to experience love. You have to experience all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And why do you want to get married? Do you always ask that? I mean, this is another question. You know, yes. why, yeah, why do you, why want, to do you mar- want to get mm-hmm. married? I mean, uh, do you want to have kids? Do you, mm-hmm. I mean, is that the reason? Because everybody has a reason. Or you don't want to be alone, or because your my mom said so, or my dad said so, or because I yeah. have to, it's community thing.
0: So what I actually when I speak to some people who I once had a friend, she said to me, She goes, Divina, I don't think I'm ready. Um, I still want to have fun. And I said, Good for mm-hmm. you. I said, good job saying it out loud. I respect you so much. I I'm so proud of you that mm-hmm. you know. And then there's other people who are going on endless dates. And deep down, like you can sense, they're all about just dating to quiet the mm-hmm. family up. But they're like career women. They want to have their fun. Their heart's not in having a family, getting married, yeah. all that.
1: I mean, why should they? Yeah. So I agree. There's with another you. one too. I, I mean, uh... I haven't seen it, but I have, I have heard it, that a lot of kids who are bisexual, I mean, uh, homosexual, mm-hmm. the the parents yes. do force them to get married to the other sex, and the, yeah. that's a disaster.
0: Disaster. Yeah. We've. I think that's something that's up and coming yeah. more, which is so painful, especially when they bring children I into know. this world. Okay. Then,
1: so, In this day and age, we have to respect every person for their individuality, for their sexuality, for their beliefs. And not, I mean, it's good to be married if you really find the one you love. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nice to have somebody to look forward to, to come Mm -hmm. home to. Then after a while, if you guys want to have kids, God bless you, you know, have kids and raise them. Mm -hmm. That's because that brings more issues to the marriage to the relationship so you have to be careful it's not easy honestly right. marriage relationship nothing is easy you have to be to work at it very very much right yeah totally agree mm-hmm. so where do you see
0: your practice in the next let's say five years um
1: i mean i have two books out <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a lot of them. more books i i don't uh, <laughs> you know uh, i i i don't mind but uh, there are a lot of things happening in life that you never know maybe mm-hmm. in the next 5 years i might come up with another book but uh, you know i am a teacher i am a psychoneurologist mm-hmm. i do public speaking i mean i like to teach a lot especially to, uh, right now with the high school kids, I mean, they're amazing. I used to do, you know, to be oh. with adults all the time. So these, uh, these kids are more mature. Some of them than adults that you know. So wow. so you get to mold the future. <laughs> yeah. I love you. that.
0: That's the I whole idea that. that you're molding yeah. future,
1: you know, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, i I used to teach uh, Healing Beyond Medicine series for a few years and um, I wanted to take that to schools because I wanted kids to have tools not to get into drugs and alcohol and other challenges in life. So right now I'm still debating, you know, should I start it? Should I not? I have to, you know, put my mind together basically and see if I want to, start something online. Um, that would be, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, because sure. nowadays everybody's on Zoom. Before it was like you have to be in person. Now it, uh, it's much easier to be on Zoom and run the classes. So, you know, that's another thing that maybe I bring uh, back those um, classes um, on Zoom and concentrate um, maybe on parents individually And, Mm, you know, another class for the kids. So the parents know what the uh, the kids are learning and they learn it as well. And then I have a YouTube channel. I have videos, uh, you know, that I have uh, put on um, for the integrative healing part. And, you know, like Qigong, EFT, uh, Ophanim is Yoga of Abraham that I teach so there are a lot of things that I can, st- you know, I can go back and do. So, so I, I'm open and I'm a grandma. So I have to have enough time to Aww, work. Uh, so you know, Sweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting a granddaughter in a couple of weeks, a few weeks. Um, by God willing, December 13. And I have a grandson yeah, yes. who's going to be t- three on Valentine's Day that you said oh, that this is going to be posting. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I will. The Friday of. Yeah. Yeah. So it will be nice uh, to be able to with, with the family and, you know, and make a difference in the world. Honestly, I think I, I'm here to make a difference in lives of the people who touch mine. So that's well, my you passion. just
0: passion. Well, you just touched my life in these 34 minutes. Oh, so I just wanted to thank, thank you for you. coming on. How can everybody book you, find you, get your books?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they can visit my website. Uh, it's drnushin.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-N-O-U-S-H-I-N.com. So it has all the information. They can get in touch with me through that. There, There is a test that they can take free. If they have any questions, they can send it to me. My phone number is there. And uh, usually I do house calls in L.A. Lately, everything is on Zoom. So I can yeah. Zoom <laughs> everybody <laughs> anywhere in the world. <laughs> so, Amazing.
0: Yeah. Thank you so, so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank, thank, thank you for coming so much. On.
1: Thank you. You take too. Take care. Love you. Take care. Love you too. Bye-bye. You. Let's take a short
0: break. I wanted to talk about, obviously... I'm all for small female-run businesses, and I have to shout out to Lola's in New Jersey. That's at Lola's NJ on Instagram. It's run by Melanie Gibson. She is 23 years old, and she owns her own business. She carries the cutest sets, the best sets for your work-from-home wardrobe, best accessories, all designer-inspired great jewelry at affordable prices and she supports other female-owned businesses obviously i had to get behind that and i had to collaborate with her so shop lolasnj.com or go on instagram and tell her i sent you enjoy happy shopping